What's going on, guys? Welcome back to Volition. Why not me? This is Colt. And this is Josh. And today we're super stoked. If you remember back to our first episode with Jaden Howe, then you're going to love this episode. But really quick, um, just a little announcement. Uh, we'll, we'll be posting it on Instagram, but <laughs> we're going to be releasing some planners here pretty soon. So keep your eyes out for that. We're super excited about that. But other than that, um, if you guys could just give us a rating, if you're listening to this on Spotify or on Apple, subscribe you know we, we love <laughs> all the love so if you're if you're hearing this right now just go do it it helps us out a lot yeah so we're super excited today we're here with jace howell this is Jaden howell's dad um he's a goat and uh he's a proud father of four he's got two boys two girls he was born and raised in idaho falls he married his high school sweetheart tawny and uh they currently have two grandkids even two grandsons so cute <laughs> yeah so he's a, he says he's a make sense, does what he says, and says what he does kind of guy. He founded a multi-family small boutique office that specializes in the management of buying misplaced or distressed assets in small or large tranches. His current focus is in southeast Idaho, primarily downtown Idaho Falls. And then the quote from him is, do what you love, love what you do, and it's hard to be working. So we're super hyped to have you here, man. Thanks for being here, Jace. Heck yeah. Thanks for having me. Of course. Man. Appreciate that. So, Jace, obviously, like, <clears throat> this is something that we have you here for a reason. We want to be like you in a lot of ways. Oh, and my so, gosh. <laughs> however, like, you're just a normal dude from Idaho sure. Falls. So, so why you, Jace? Why not me? Let's right? go. Let's go, <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. Like you guys say, like, why not me, right? Yes, yes sir. sir. Yes, sir. So, Jace, to start off. We just want to know, to start off, what is your most embarrassing moment? Oh, I've probably got too many to to say. One one time, I was at a party, and there was a gal that I really respected there. And I don't know, I was gone or something, and sincerely, her, her husband had passed away. And I asked how her husband was doing, and I've never felt... Oh, so small like that that like that was really embarrassing to oh me. yeah Remember, i just sucks. felt awful yeah honestly. And she's a sweet sweet lady and i would never want her to think that that wasn't important because it surely was i just was absent i guess yeah, so yeah. That that's pretty embarrassing that's not your fault but that's terrible that's just it's just a sucky moment yeah <laughs> One time, my dad, uh, we had people come over trick-or-treating, and my cousin had just barely had a little boy, and uh, my dad's like, oh, she's so cute. How old is she? And he's like, oh, it's a boy. And he's like, man, what's her name? And he's like, it's a boy. And he's like, he's like, wow, like I'm so happy for you. She's so cute. But I just kept going, so we, that's kind of similar. Oh, dang. <laughs> yeah, Jace, we're just super stoked to have you, man. Obviously, like we, we've been talking, we look a up a ton to Jaden. Um, obviously, he was the first guy that we interviewed, and so we're just stoked to have Jaden's dad here. <laughs> you're a freaking animal, and That's obviously, you're nice super you. successful. Jaden learned it from somewhere, and um, going back to that podcast that we did with him, he yeah. he talked a lot about your example and the way that he looks up to you and how he learned all of his work ethic and everything from you. So we're excited awesome. to learn from you today, man. So well, I'm definitely humbled to be here and be amongst you fine gentleman I, I i've said that before like Jaden has surrounded himself with a lot of incredible people and you you become that you become who you're around you know and yes so, sir 
Um, that's good. Appreciate you saying yeah. that, man. Jace, tell us a little bit more about like what you do, first of all. Like, How do you provide for the family? You know, I, um, I was severely ADD, and so it was really hard for me to like you know, think about going to college and think about taking tests. I always, my anxiety would get the best of me. And I'd just be like, oh man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? And so when I first started out, I was, it, it was like, I got to use my tongue. I got to, I've got the gift of, of talking. So I'm going to use that. So I, I kind of got into sales and then immediately got into lending money. And then after that, I just, I was extremely frustrated lending because underwriters would, kind of rule your whole, you know, rule your whole day, they would, or, or ruin it. Right. Mm -hmm. And I didn't like that. So I was like, man, I want to be in charge. I don't, I don't want to have to answer or do this or do that. So I just started coming up, you know, with different ways, different things to different hustles, really. Like I was buying foreclosures, like in the late nineties, there weren't a lot of people doing it. Yeah. And I just figured out different systems. Like everybody's got a system, right? But yeah. I had different ways of doing it, but I was just hustle. Like, either have it or you don't. Yeah. Like, some people want it and they talk about it, but they're just not willing to go do it. Yep. So I think that's just the difference between me is I was the kid that got up every Saturday morning, no matter what, and I couldn't sleep generally at night because I was so excited about this thought or this idea to go get out of my big well and I was going to find this bridge to terabithia or something different you know <laughs> just something crazy you <laughs> know i swear like this morning i got up and did the same thing it's so weird i just it's cool every day i just get excited it's cool man. That, not every day no yeah there's always those days right yeah, i mean you have those days for sure <laughs> that reminds me of our podcast with casey baugh he, he talks a ton about just like having something that gets you stoked to wake up the next morning and treating the next day like it's christmas <laughs> so just having something that you're stoked about i love so that true man and you just feel this so much energy and like so much excitement it, it like already is hyping <laughs> me up and we're not no, even <laughs> man you, you put me in the category with casey baugh and i'm already getting excited <laughs> <laughs> boy's legend <laughs> he is a stud right. So, Jace, a, a big goal of ours is, like, get property, right? It's yeah. something that, that I've wanted to do for a long time. Josh wanted to. We want to do it together as well. Um, how old were you? When did you first get, like, your first commercial building or, or get your first property? First property, I was um, – Tawny had just turned 18, and I was going to marry her, but I didn't want to live with my folks or hers. So we found a house on East 21st Street. So I, I bought one when I was 20. She was 18. And then it was, like, a year or two after that, I kind of – had learned a couple different things, having wrote a few loans and whatnot. And so then I started implementing some of those things and started buying property. Heck just yeah. started acquiring a little here, a little there. I just, I'm awful at selling. <laughs> like, I'm a good buyer, but I, I hate selling. Notice how quick when you were like texting me and you were like, hey, what do you got to sell? I'm like, I don't, I, I'm an awful salesman. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to buy, buy, buy. I like buying. I yeah. love our area. So yeah, a lot of the stuff that I do, I have a reason around here, like in Idle Falls primarily. Uh -huh. um, I always try to buy unique, right? I always try to, you know, find something that is either unique or something that has maybe a little bit of fur on it. Like if everything's just perfect, there's, you know, anyone can do it. So yeah. try to find some oddball stuff or things that need repaired or, or things that are in distress there's mm -hmm. there's quite a few opportunities when markets shift 
there's a lot of time there's just big big opportunities like right now there's some bank cycles there's some there's obviously some liquidity issues with some of the banks and mm-hmm. there's going to be some deals coming up um and generally when everyone's like like i'm getting out of here running sprinting you know i i don't know you just kind of go opposite it's really weird yeah but I, I find being a contrarian a lot of times with property and everyone was heading like no one was going to buy big boxes the, you know once corona everyone was going to work from home and office space was going to be dead mm-hmm. and i had people come up to me like what are you thinking what are you doing because i was buying yeah and i just i had reasons for that that you know we could go into or whatever on episode 2.0 or whatever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but no it's a lot of it's just the grind just the hustle and then having a plan being able to execute like this is what i'm going to do and this is how i'm going to do it and not deviating from that not you know and there's a lot of people say oh you can't do this or you shouldn't do that or or you can't i just it almost makes me like go i'm going to yeah watch me (laughs) kind of it's not maybe a good quality (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's a good one obviously like like anything can be taken good or bad but i think that's a great thing using other people's doubts as a motivation i that happens to me all the time i think that's a great thing to do because you're everyone's always going to doubt you right there's always going to be like people doubting you or haters yeah you just have those people that are just like oh you know yeah so that guy yep (laughs) just using that right (laughs) Mm -hmm. i love that um obviously like you own a ton of idaho falls and so you you know what you're talking about. What would be your advice to somebody listening that wants to get into real estate but maybe is too scared to? I got a to? picture of Jaden right here. <laughs> and maybe Cody Smedley over here. Yeah. I, I got pictures of guys I'm talking to. And this is like me trying to tell myself this. Like you have to be patient. You have to be patient. And sometimes you'll wait weeks. Sometimes it's days. Sometimes it's months. Sometimes it's years. Like, and <clears throat> if... I really like the fact that people like want, you know, you either have the burning desire to succeed and achieve or you don't. And I love the fact that a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. But then you also have to take a step back and go, you know what? Money is made in real estate on the acquisition. Mm-hmm. It's made on the buy. It's not made like, oh, I'm going to sell it for this much more. You know, like yeah. things have to appraise and so on and so forth. So a lot of things are made on the buy or the added value that you create Mm -hmm. by either having the proper tenant or having the the, the right mix or the right um, setup with multiple tenants to create more of a, you know, a synergistic marriage to where everyone's winning. And that's, that's a lot of it is making sure people win. Yeah. Especially in a small community. Yeah. (laughs) Just like making sure that it's, it's got more of like a community feel instead of like you're doing it for, like the the sell and like the money because if you're obviously like that's what you're doing it for but if you have something greater in mind then it'll do it more i I think there's a lot i mean there's everything you said there there's there's a lot of nuggets right there Mm -hmm. right like i love what i do because i when i go do certain things i'm putting smiles on people's face where you don't always get that with work yeah you don't always get people like man i really love this or i'm happy here or whatever but then you don't want to have something that's a legacy where you're not doing it and you can't, you know, provide for your family. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What I do is, is really hard. Like, I've tried to mentor quite a few people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is you either have a, a 
you have a weird brain. Mm -hmm. You're either a weirdo <laughs> like me and you can just figure out stuff. But a lot of times, you know, how you articulate that or how you explain it is is kind of what separates you from the rest. Uh -huh. And if you're not very good at that, which I'm not, sometimes you get left behind, you know? And so you really have to know how to explain the things that you're doing yeah, and have a, a reason for doing it. Yeah, for sure. Sometimes it's not, you don't want to go do it for the communal feel, mm -hmm. you know? But what I say in being in a small town, you just, you can't make a lot of mistakes because you have so many people that don't like you for whatever reason. And then you have the people that do like you, but you can't make too many mistakes in a small town because everybody knows everybody. Yeah. And so you really, you want to be the guy that's like, oh, I don't care what people think, but you yeah. have to because your business is going to suffer if you don't care and don't take care of people. Yeah. So it's kind of like a hard sense. balance of like, where do you make sure people are happy, but also like taking care of yourself. Right. Um, what things do you look for when you are buying property? Like what separates a, a good, smart investment from like, hey, maybe don't jump on this one? A lot of a lot of things that I think of are, are location. Like you can't you can't put too much value or a lot of value I put is on location, right? Um, depending on on what it is and where it's at, like there are some states that I don't want to do business in. But there's, there's some places that are really, really friendly with real estate, and then there's some places that aren't. So if you start and say, okay, I'm buying apartments, that, that's one thing. It's really subjective, right? It depends on what you're looking at. If you're looking at developing and you're, and you're working with municipalities and you're looking for different types of credits or you're working with, you know, like say the municipality, it's, yeah. it just depends on what you're doing because some places are not worth working. Yeah. It's just it's too difficult. What type of real estate investing would you say is like the the most lucrative, I guess, like where you could make good money quick, but also like starting off, it's not as risky. Cause I grew for the last few years, I always wanted to invest in like duplexes and stuff, mm -hmm. but obviously prices are crazy right now and everyone wants duplexes. So that's not a great thing right now, but I don't know. What would you say to that? Like property, commercial stuff you know that was that was kind of what took me where everyone else was was not so i when i started um doing what i'm, I'm doing now is about five six years ago everyone was just jumping into into fourplexes and everybody you know was watching a late night tv show or a podcast telling you how to buy and you know guys flashing hundred dollar bills with cowboy hats and you know <laughs> making everything look great and it which is which is fine but there's only there's only so much you can do when rates start to go up mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people thought oh man these rates they can't raise rates i for one was like how oh, they're gonna have a hard time raising rates you know taking rates to seven percent crap there's no way how would they go to eight yeah how'd they go to ten they're gonna go to twelve you know yeah. so I think that starts to separate a lot of it, um, but you can't you can't put a pencil on a bad deal, like and and a lot of times you're so subject to what rates are doing that that really dictates the pricing. Mm -hmm. You know, cap rates, everything's affected by the interest rate, and then people say it's not. You know, yeah, they've got they've got a pretty good 
special sauce because it's most everything I do is is all influenced by Ray. Mm-hmm. Okay, that I'd love to hear your opinion on this. I was I was knocking in I think it was like I don't say Victoria where you served right. Cool. Yeah. But um, somebody I sold was talking to me about real estate because I was telling him I wanted to get into it, and then he was saying the best thing to do is like for right now get a good deal on the cost of the property and like don't worry too much about the rate because yeah. then you can just refinance it when no, the rates are no, better no doubt, yeah. is that like would you agree with that <clears throat> yeah there's there's a lot of people that go into like if if you had the ability to look forward a little while you can make a lot of money in the market right yeah. if you knew exactly what a stock was going to do so if you knew rates were going to go way high i mean in theory you could you could crash the market right Cause, yeah because that's going to devalue most people's property one thing that we've seen around here is there's just so much there's a lot of demand and we don't have a huge absorption factor here to mm-hmm. where we don't have a ton of inventory and so that's cut that's kept our pricing up but yeah. that's absolutely true if you're if you know your delta and you know hey this is my cost then the nice thing about single family homes i've got a lot of stuff running through my head to explain it properly so i'm not giving bad information but um if if you've got a wider range of homes and you're like one unit up to four that constitutes as a fannie freddie product to where you can go get locked in rates for 30 years mm-hmm. in the commercial world it's quite different you're you're gonna have a hard time getting anything locked past five years really and so every five years you've got a reset and so when those resets so there's some resets coming up right now earlier i mentioned there's gonna be some liquidity issues uh-huh. that's part of it so these banks have these loan to values of say generally it's 50 to 70 ish percent like around 60 percent that allows them 125 percent cash flow meaning Mm -hmm. they can have some vacancy and still cover the payment well when those rates go up from say four or five percent and they're locked for five years the fed took rates up so fast and so hard that over the course of five years your interest rate could double or triple and so effectively your payment on said loan could double or triple then if you go back to your 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 tenants or your um you know your tenants yeah whatever kind they are and say hey we got to double we got to triple your your rent what do you think happens <laughs> yeah so it's i mean it's it's a sincere thing yeah Yeah. and that's one thing i do like about houses apartments is you know hey here's kind of where my costs are at okay where you go into commercial application your you've got these variable cycles there's some weird nuances in the in the commercial deeds of trust and notes where they can have due on sale clause so if you wrap the mortgage or you sell it or if you do anything they can you know they can make a call on it whereas mortgages and apartments up to four units you're not you're not messing with that too much yeah so there is some of the things that you know you need to you know buyer the person needs to be aware of what what type of loan or what kind of application and what kind of resets or modifications are in the loans okay because those can be dangerous okay and so when you're when you're looking at like an investment property Obviously, like you, you've got the down payment in mind, you've got the rate in mind, and obviously the cost of the building itself. Um, generally, what are you looking at when it comes to a down payment? 
Like what, what do people need cash on hand to be able to invest in like real, real estate? Yeah, like, any type of real estate. Like the old way would be like for me to come up here and say, oh man, let me show you, I can show you how to get into a home with no money down or, you know, and that was the big thing. For me, I have a, I have my, one of my main rules is protect the money at all costs. Yeah. Like you have to protect the money. And so part of protecting the money is protect the assets. So if you're protecting the asset, you got to come up with a good down payment. I don't think I would be a very good mentor if I didn't tell you to plan on like 30 to 40% down. Yeah. Honestly, because it just gives you a lot of room. You know, first of all, you shouldn't be doing this type of business if you cannot afford, you know, the ebb and flow and the cycles. Mm -hmm. And putting that kind of money to work on, say, a million dollar acquisition, you're going to come up with 300 to 400,000 bucks. You're, you're capable. Yeah. Right? Generally. So. That's the big thing is I would plan on that and then I would just make sure that you have always a backup plan, mm -hmm. you know, or you have a backup tenant or, or whatever. And there's a lot of different ways to invest in real estate. Um, you and I had mentioned or I talked to you a little bit about GPs, LPs, mm -hmm. partnerships, because I'll have a lot of guys like, hey, want to, you know, I want to do a deal or, or whatever. And the big problem I have with that is like I want people to win. I yeah. want them to win. I don't want people to lose. Like I say, it's a small town. You can't afford to have people lose. Yeah. It's that simple. So if you want to have a, a business, take care of people's money. If you want to lose your business, don't take care of people's money. Yeah. So in taking care of people's money, I always want them to win, you know, when I win. Yeah. And if I lose, I want to hedge those losses. And so that's what's hard. Um, there's ways to win. Mm -hmm. There's ways to win every time. I can show you a way to win every time. But it's hard to build large net worth winning every time. If yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you're gonna have to have so some losses. If you're sitting on a ton of cash, you know, a lot of people will sit on cash. Then I'd say, hey, this is what I would do with the cash. Yeah. If you because if you got lots of cash, you're like, I just want to protect cash. I just want to, you know, preserve capital. I'm not trying to grow. Mm -hmm. So grow means you're gonna take some risk, right? Yeah. Preserve. You can Savings. preserve and make a dang good return preserving cash, mm -hmm. and we do that constantly. Like that's that's kind of my big claim to fame, and it was it was private equity, private funding, and so we would go into deals, and we we would provide a win-win scenario with um, venture capital. So instead of people like, hey, you know, Blackstone, come in, buy me up, you know, it'd be like, hey, you know. I'm, I'm not referencing myself to Blackstone, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but on a small, small scale, hey, instead of big VC guy, come in, take everything, come in, do it more like a, a loan with some equity and then kind of grow it organically uh -huh. so you're not just selling out. Yeah. So we do a lot of private equity deals, just lend money uh -huh. against assets to okay. where people could be like, our business isn't making money, but we, we think we can get it there. So they would lend and so we would always lend against assets that they had a lot of value in making sure that they were able to keep the assets. So we generally would get paid on that kind of stuff. Okay. So there's there's ways you can do it and really be safe, but it just kind of depends on what you're wanting to do. Okay. Just like any investment, right? Like got to take some risk to win big, but yeah, I get that. Totally. For sure. So with, with what you're doing right now, um, what would you say is like the biggest – um, area where you are making the most or like what would you say is your like expertise mm. your cash cow yeah <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a cash cow <laughs> no honestly like 
I was telling someone this the other day, and they were rolling their eyes. It was my sister-in-law. <laughs> and it was like, they're, they're doing some work with us now, and they're kind of like, hey, when are we going to drive fancy cars and cash big checks type <laughs> yeah. thing? You know, just joking, but not really. I'm like, I have never had money. And they're like, oh, you know, and just like losing their mind. I'm like, no, seriously, like when I have money, like I don't have a coach, right? Like a lot of people go hire a coach or a trainer. I don't have that, so I kind of have to do it. And I'm not saying I should, but I like put a lot of pressure on myself because I make myself deploy capital and stuff that it's like, oh, that one wasn't really a good one, but it might be. Yeah. And that's cool. that's not stuff that I'm like, hey, you need to come do this, you know. More like risky stuff that you do yeah. by yourself. Yeah, we would we put some, you know, ask ask Jado, he likes that kind of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Hold him up. What what are some of those times? Because like we're obviously pretty early on to like getting For into sure. investing and like buying and stuff. What are some times that you've had where you've either like taken the risk and you failed, or maybe it didn't pan out like you planned? Man, it's so hard to to want to say hey go lose money because nobody ever plans on losing money but i was taking a lot of risks in my 20s you know i'm getting into my four i'm in my later 40s now but even in my 30s i was taking risks i was deploying capital i mean i've done some weird stuff that i'm like what are you serious <laughs> like that kind of stuff like this will probably never work but you know if i have the money i'm gonna go buy a snowmobile or whatever you know yeah. you're just gonna or I'll go to Vegas and blow it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? It'd be yeah. like that kind of stuff. So we bought, um, even like ever since Jado got home from his mission and went to work for these, um, I'll call it like the higher end company, mm-hmm. um, not just Vivin, but you know, he, he surrounded himself with some, some really good people. And those yeah. people have access to stuff that I, I didn't have access to. But because of the background and the people that I've rubbed shoulders with and some of the things that I've seen, I can kind of add a helping hand or, hey, ask about this. or, And so that's been kind of a nice thing to have different access to different stuff, but still have a little bit of wisdom or gray hair that's like, hey, you know, we might want to look at it this way and here's why. Yeah. So it's it's weird. Like losing money has helped me a lot. Yeah. Lost no, that, a, makes, that makes a ton a of sense. Of yeah. Years. Honestly, like it kind of reminds me of when we first started the podcast, we talked about it earlier where you don't expect there to be like a bunch of random different stuff that you need to get. But we, I mean, we bought like microphone after microphone trying to get this thing to work. And so (laughs) expecting to like, expect that. Yeah. Like expecting, Hey, these mics might not work, but we'll figure it out. And eventually like now we have somewhat of a setup that we like. And so expecting that you're going to lose money, but you're going to like gain more than you lose. Yeah. So what do you do in those times when you do, like when you have failed or when it has not gone the way that you plan? Like, how do you like get over that or how do you work over that? I'm a pretty big believer in being pretty authentic. So to sit here and give you a line of crap, that's not <laughs> yeah. accurate. Like I've, I've been that guy that's been like ball and like, are you kidding me? Like how just so frustrated, you know, like yeah. what the crap? Yep. But I think a lot of things is like that 24-hour thing. Like, just shut up. Don't do anything for 24 hours. And a lot of things can happen overnight with sleep patterns. I've, I've realized, like, it's it's crazy how much of cooling off and just thinking through things. I don't know. I think, honestly, for me, some of the worst things that I've been through and some of the crazy things that have happened, you know, I got sued once for $13 million. It was a total bogus crap Jeez. thing that ended up working out. But 
in that moment, it was like the worst thing, you know. I immediately learned how, you know, to utilize Xanax and stuff like that. And I learned, like, I don't like this crap. I don't like dealing with this stuff. You know, I don't, I want to be able to deal with everything head on. And if I can't, then I, I shouldn't be able to do these things, right? Yeah. But in those times, in those darkest moments, it's crazy how, you know whatever it is that belief system that you have but whatever it is like he's way smarter than me like he knows he knows everything and when it comes full circle i'm like no way like that had like certain things had to happen or they did and it really worked to this benefit or whatever so i've kind of started embracing like the pain and anguish a little bit different because one time this guy came in and said, man, you're the luckiest dude to be going through this. And I was 28 or something at the time. And I was going through some crap. And he was just like, you are. And I was just like, I wanted to punch the dude. He's like, you probably look at it as you're, though you're under a, a bridge eating sardines out of a tuna can. And I look at it as you're on an ocean eating surf and turf or something. I'm like, interesting. This guy's a, he's, he's a pretty cool cat. Anyways, that day I did not like him, but... I was having to work with him through this transactional thing that had gone on and it was a big deal. And I was like, I am never, ever going to be grateful for this ever, like ever, ever. And then the next thing you know, I'm like, Oh my gosh. So just stuff like that where you're like, there's no way, you know, in full, this is never going to happen or whatever. I've had some crazy weird things like that. Yeah. It's all just your perspective and how you look at things. We, uh, did an interview with a, one of our really good friends, Melosi. Um, I don't know if you heard that one, but his little brother had an accident and was like put through some terrible like physical things that most people would look at as this huge challenge yeah. and like just big issue. But he looks at it as this this great opportunity that he can like influence others now because of this. Like someone would look at it as a handicap, and he's looking at it as something that is enabling huge him. Yeah. yeah. So it's all just perspective it of totally how you look at is, a challenge. Man. Lemonade out of lemons every time. That's yeah. what I always tell people. There's there are, there's there's little blessings out of everything. Yeah. It's just if, how you look at it. So that's it's cool. It's very true. Yeah. What do you think that you've done to kind of prep yourself and your mind to be able to look at things in that lens? Man, I've had to take a step back and look at myself like from on the wall rather than like me talking to you like how are other people looking at this or, or how do other people see this? Getting a lot of opinions and like maybe not having a board, but like getting a lot of different people with different belief systems and different structures. And then I think when you kind of rip and tear and, and twist and turn, in the end you have something pretty beautiful if you really can get to that point where you just like break everything down. Yeah. Um, you said that you bought your first property when you were like 20, mm-hmm. right? That was your own house, obviously. Uh-huh. And then it was like just really close after that you made your first like investment purchase, right? Yep. Do you remember what your very first one was? Yeah, it was 811 Singletree. Okay. And I, explain that a little bit. 811 Singletree was, I was reading through the paper and it was going to go to pub, public auction. And I was like, oh, interesting. So I drove over there. I'm like, man, that house has got to be worth decent money. So I knocked on the door, and there are these two people there, and I was like, hey, um, you know, 
small talk. What's going on? Mm-hmm. And this wasn't really heard of. This is just kind of instinctively. I'm like, hey, you know, I, I, I think I saw that this was going into foreclosure, and I didn't know if someone lived here, and I, I didn't want to offend them. I was, mm-hmm. you know, kind of being feeding them a lot of crap, but I just, <laughs> I didn't want to hurt their feelings. And you could tell that they had had maybe a little bit, you know, rough, rough go. Yeah. So they came into my office and they had a loan on it. I can almost remember the numbers to a T. Um, they had like 1,500, 1,380, 1,520 or something like that in loans and just miscellaneous payments. And so they, or no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll get sidetracked. I'll just get to the point. Basically, I was able to to uh, knock their payment down to like five or six hundred bucks, and they were able to, you know, redo this house. I actually bought the house, and I had met them, and I'm like, hey, I'm going to sell you this house. And so, this was a house I just bought at an auction. Someone was willing to walk away. That's what. That okay. Was. And then I I had met these people writing loans, and so I just kind of married the two together. Because they weren't, they didn't have a house. They were spending like thirteen, fifteen hundred dollars, and I was able to make enough profit, pay off a couple things inside the loan, to where their payment was like five hundred versus thirteen. They had a home. Yeah, it's awesome. That reminds that me. That was of, kind of a, just a, a little yeah. silly fun one though. But I heck I yeah, liked it. it's like an opportunity, like just right there, and you were the one that yeah. went and found it. Like, yeah. um, I was reading Rich Dad Poor Dad the other yeah. day. Have you, I'm guessing you've read that, right? Robert Miyazaki, if I can remember it. Yeah. yeah so that he just talks a lot about like sometimes like invest. It's it's all about just looking for the opportunities and having that that mentality like yeah. you were talking about earlier. Just you know, so you just have to think and think it through and see how it could be a good opportunity for yeah. everybody and a win win for everyone. That's all it is, honestly, is it's. I've had friends that are like, ah, I just you know, I got to make money or I got to do this on this person. It's just like no, if you there's there's always a way, and it's just a little give and take. It's not much. It's just it's not even splitting the difference. It's just a little, and it it works. I love that. Yeah, that so. is. If you're looking at it of like everybody needs to win here, then that's what brings you more business in the mm-hmm. long run too. So I love that. Yeah, I like what you're talking about, like a small town type of vibe, like yeah. keeping your name good. Mm-hmm. Um, we but, work in land development, and so when you start to do that, if I go and buy a piece of property, say for a thousand dollars, and then I turn around and sell it for, it's all on the buy, right? Mm-hmm. So you're gonna make it on the buy. Well. If you go and buy some farmer's field for a thousand and you sell it for a hundred thousand, that farmer shouldn't feel very good either. Yeah. Right? Yep. So we've kind of come up with different ways to, to bring them to the table, add our expertise to what they're doing, to where they can farm it for a while. And then there's different ways that you can treat the gains and stuff to where they're winning quite hmm. a bit better than most or normal. Yep. So that's fun. I like that. Like not Same. just taking advantage of somebody yeah. and like, actually letting them get something good out yeah Yeah. i like that a lot plus it's just like a lot of the episodes we've done here are about ways that people have become successful financially um but it's like it's really cool to see that you're not just trying to become successful financially you're also like respecting the relationships that you're building with people and uh like obviously you were talking about your belief a little bit right like we all know when we go like our money's not coming with us nope and so the way that we treat people here means a lot more than For like sure. the way that the, like how much money we make off of yeah. them, right? And don't you think like at that level we'll be a little bit more knowing and have a little bit more idea of how we treated somebody? Right. I think I don't know. Totally. I I presume that. So that's why it's like ah, just just 
just do a little bit more, just do a little better. Yeah. yeah. That's what I want to think anyway. Maybe that's not true. That's what <laughs> no, I think I is agree. true, right? No, and, you, and you've done a great job of raising a, not only like a successful family, but a really good one. Like somebody, like a family that if I'm talking to somebody about sales, right, and I yeah. tell people what I'm doing and I mention like anything about Jaden or whatever, immediately everyone is like, oh, yeah, the house, they're awesome. Uh, like, you cool. guys have I done a great that. job in culturing like a great family unit. Well, you ready for the, you ready for the nugget? Of course, it's not me. <laughs> it's my wife. That's the truth. No, I'm telling us. you, you got to you got to have a an amazing wife to for for me to do what I do. You have like uh, any man has to have an amazing wife, and I'm so grateful my my boys have got that. Like, I think if they chase anything, they're chasing. Like, if my boys are chasing me, and they're not chasing the dollar. They're not chasing anything. They're chasing the relationship that they that I have with my wife. That's mm. what they're chasing. That's cool. And that's what my daughters are chasing is that guy that will have. And I'm not saying I'm the greatest husband in the world, but my daughters think for sure that I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good thing. Yeah. yeah. And so that that's what they're chasing. But man, you can't like. My kids, if I was like, yeah, I'm a great dad, like, dude, come on. My <laughs> wife is like a 12 and I'm a 2, honestly, <laughs> like seriously. We know how you feel. Don't worry. You've got to have a great wife. And without that, you're done before you start, I think. That is so if you don't true. have a good wife, it's it's really hard to be an entrepreneur or a serial entrepreneur. Yeah. You know. Uh, absolutely. That's one right. thing that we've seen is we've, we've been trying to, like, you know, go about our different entrepreneurial routes and um, – our wives are freaking amazing. They're the best. And so we agree 100% with what you're saying. Oh what, what have you done to cultivate that relationship with your wife where there's that mutual understanding? We did a transaction. We did a business deal. Just kidding. You're looking at me. I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> like, dang, you know, this right, this right. is kind of, I'm like, here's Here the deal. Because <laughs> um, when my wife was raised, her dad was pretty like, you know, we, yeah, we'll go into that. <laughs> it was like, he was really frugal. Yeah. Right? And so I think she was always a little bit afraid to like spend that extra money or whatever. And so I just like, here's the deal. You don't ever worry about any of that. Don't, but she's kind of cheap. So it's, I, I like got a good end of the deal, but I'm like, I will take care of everything outside, but the house, you know, and you set the rules, the time, the birthdays, like that was kind of our deal. And it like, in the beginning, it was like, mm, we held, you know, it wasn't like that, but she just, she upheld to her agreement, and so did I. And so it's just, when I say agreement, it was just like, hey, I, I don't want you to have to worry about all this crap over here. Yeah. I'll take care of this, because it's stressful. And you, and you, you know, but I don't want to go home and, you know, listen to Jaden whine about <laughs> homework and stuff. Jaden. <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine yeah. getting that kid to do homework? Hey. No, he's a hard work. All of our kids have really great work ethic, but I think a lot of it does. It starts in the home. Yeah, like all those little silly basic principles are so, so true. Oh, hundred percent. So just having that sit down conversation, just spelling out. All right, this is what I'm doing. This is yeah. what you're doing, and. We'll help each other out if we need to, but yeah, I like it that. wasn't quite like I make it sound like here's the deal, <laughs> but it was just like I knew what I was doing, and like if I went into all the details, all the all the gore and stuff, like not really, but kinda, you'd be like, whoa, yeah, like my wife's pretty special, honestly, yeah. like the traveling and the calls and the stuff that, you know, the people that we'd have to like court, because I, I spent first part of my life deploying capital for. 
guys that had business to plan capital. Yeah. Me. <laughs> <laughs> well, like what we do, like what you do, first of all, is and like even what Josh and I do in sales and like with this entrepreneurship, it's different than what a lot of people are used to. Right. And so like I've seen this, like my wife and I were just having a conversation with my dad like a week and a half ago. He he's been doing a nine to five his whole life. And I respect him. He's like one of the hardest working. Yeah. He probably is the hardest working person I know. Um, but like, it's, it's cool to see that people who have that different mindset and different belief, he had the coolest conversation with us and just telling us how much he supports what we're doing. I love it. Um, like we have the most incredible wives that support us, but like having people that like, I guess where I'm trying to get with this is you can't really be successful in something, um, without having like a support group and like having people to fall back on. So like obviously our wives are our top people and then Josh and I like we have each other but like having family that supports you and like backs you up it means a lot to you oh it's it's everything and that that is one thing that I would highlight is like nothing can compensate for a relationship like there's not like it's not worth it I told somebody that I'm like I'll pay you the commission like it's not has nothing to do with that like to me, the money isn't the money. It's it's the relate relationships are everything. 100%. And without them, I don't. I wouldn't be anybody. Like I have to have my relationships, yep. and I have to have my integrity, and I have to have honesty in, in dealing with those people. Because there's there's people that entrust in me in everything, and to me that I take that pretty serious. Yeah, like I don't ever want to let people down. Like, take advantage of that. No, yeah. I don't. Yeah, I love that. Like it's kind of scary. It honestly. is scary. Like, you know, like, I look at you, you like, say that. Man, Cause it's, I used to be like, ah, you know, I used to round up money and do it. Now every time it's like, man, this is a big responsibility. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I have to think way ahead. Okay. If something happens, if I get on this plane and this, you know, do they know to do this, this, and this? Cause you get a lot going and a lot of things out there. And I, man, that's the last thing I want is problems on top of problems. And yeah. so you do, you have to really be, be thinking ahead and then partners, you know, partnerships, What's the old adage? Partnerships are the saddest ships to ever set sail. <laughs> <laughs> so I have a rule on partnerships. So like I have a lot of partners and then I've noticed like good partners and bad partners, right? Yeah. Everyone's had great partners. Some people had not so good partners, maybe had some bad partners. And you can take this and this, this has been one of those second embarrassing moments of my life is when I've had these conversations with people and they're like, so like, what are some of your key roles? And I'm like, partnerships are a marriage man yeah and if you are gonna be a partner of mine it's like we gotta we gotta talk about a few things like yeah you know do you do you cheat on your spouse like if you're gonna cheat on your spouse you're gonna cheat on me right and so that that is a really really bad analogy but it has stood the test of time and if i think of my bad partners they've cheated on their wife a or b they have multiple marriages yeah you know Yep. Not multiple wives, multiple marriages. I did have one with multiple wives on my soul. Really? He's a total stud. I love the dude. Yes, and I just like, oh, I walked into that. That's awesome. Like six weeks ago, I'll tell you on 2.0. <laughs> yeah, Colton's one of those that I just freaking hate. Yeah. Oh, I knew it. You what? I said I, I knew it. I hate Colton. <laughs> He's one of my bad partners right here. It's the worst. <laughs> we just don't get along everywhere. Oh, I can tell. No, it's super true though like it's it's all about the relationships and the partnerships and Mm -hmm. um obviously like everything that we do in business and in whatever you're doing with work you're 
the goal is to make money, right? Yeah. But I love that there's that deeper meaning of you're you're wanting to help people and impact people and make really sure do. that that's intact. Like, I really wholeheartedly love that. Yeah. Like if I said I do love this about me, and I it hasn't always been that way. It was one of those blessings. I'm like, crap. I you know I got put into a really precarious spot, and I had no idea. Crazy enough, I'm a finance guy, and I walked into a bank thinking I had everything. <laughs> put in a pile and I forgot about a bunch of losses over here and so I was like I have got to find me a partner you know I gotta find some a credit enhancement and so I was quite a while back so I started you know searching out some good partners and stuff and so yeah it's I've learned to take on partners and I've learned to like okay this is what I do and this is what they do and yeah you can go a long ways with the right people 100% you can't you can go long with yourself but you can go really really far with multiple people. oh yeah yeah we've now had... it's gotten fun yeah and i start seeing sheets and people's like stuff that i'm working on and i start doing for them what i do for myself like the little number stuff uh-huh. and i start watching i'm like this is sexy because <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's like hey check this out <laughs> what the hell I'm like, i don't know it's magic <laughs> yep it's cool man we've uh we've had conversations like that as well of like all right we're doing this together, so like, what's our roles? What's what's the role that we do here? What's the role that you do here? And like, if you're not having those conversations, then it's awkward, right? And like, yeah. you, it, it's just something that needs to be done. So I respect that a lot. Yeah. And it's something that like I'm, I kind of like a people pleaser, pacifist kind of guy. So uh-huh. I, I hate those conversations. See, I used so, to think I was up for any of that, and I don't think I am. I think I'm a pacifist. And I don't, yeah. I need to embrace like no, you know. Yep. And I can passion right yep we're all passionate yeah i'm one of those other ones yeah <laughs> yeah we always joke about like he's the bad cop i'm the good cop on like our team and different things we do but it's just if you don't have those conversations it's gonna end worse so it's better mm-hmm. to have the conversations embrace it like establish it establish what each other's roles are and like how how like i can help josh now josh can help me and vice versa in partnerships and then after come out a lot stronger than you were before so true there's a book that my wife and i read right at the beginning of our marriage and i'm trying to remember what it's called i know it's a book from some like church guy that's a therapist but anyways he says that frustration comes when like you don't set good boundaries 50 shades of gray (laughs) yeah you know we were just reading 50 (laughs) shades of gray it was really touching and (laughs) (laughs) really touching (laughs) but yeah it was really cool it's like your frustration is going to come from when you don't set those boundaries or like expectations so you have to set those proper expectations i like having hard conversations it's kind of adrenaline rush afterwards you're like i'm so glad i had that conversation so tired but so glad it's amazing the mental like how much time you spend being like in the mental frame yep. versus a physical frame and how much more tired uh-huh. you are being in a mental frame versus the fit true exhausting true yeah yeah wait till you're 48 <laughs> like it's worse yep it's like can't wait yeah i bet and and that applies to more than just business though right like we were saying with marriage yeah like having that we had someone on our podcast last week uh amber hodges that was talking to us a lot about parenting and like marriages and stuff and just being able to have that uncomfortable conversation Mm -hmm. and like us being men usually we're wrong right so it's like being able to be humble enough to say like hey like i'm not perfect here like i'm not good at this like how can i be better and then being able to be be humble enough that kind of stuff like i i'm really passionate so if i believe something's like no 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 (laughs) you know yeah 
or if I think something with politics, I'm like, no, this is what is going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this is the way. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I respect that. One thing that I want to mention, going back to like talking about your success comes from you focusing on your relationships. One thing I just want to say that I've noticed about you, Jace, is I think it's really cool how like your focus is especially on like downtown Idaho Falls. I love how your goal and I and we haven't even talked about this. I just can tell that that's what you're doing is you're you're wanting to make Idaho Falls like great again, you know? <laughs> like that <laughs> that's what I you're know. doing. Why why though? Why do I care? But Seriously. that's what's so cool is it's so stupid. It's something that you, like you grew up here and yeah. you love Idaho Falls and it's like that you, big wheel thing, man. Yeah. <laughs> just getting on my bike. There going you go. Right. But I love that. Like you you're Thank doing you. a great job on making Idaho Falls feel good that. and like maybe some of the not as luxurious parts of town like you're doing what you can to make it a good place and I think that's what contributes to a lot of your success is you have a really good desire and reasons for what you're doing I appreciate that a whole bunch I, I do want to know I I was having a conversation with our older brother-in-law last night he has a super cool structured out like budget that he does right now uh-huh um, do you have like a structured budget? And if so, what does it look like? Oh if not, gosh. how do you handle <laughs> So now, <laughs> no. <laughs> dude, I'm like looking at my watch going, this is funny. I'm going, I gotta go get 150 grand from somebody here in the next. <laughs> Jeez. Isn't that bad? Yeah. That's so true. Though. No, that's not, not a bad, bad problem. To I, have. Gotta close yeah. on, I gotta close on a property that I was like, Oh man, I wasn't. No, like I because like today one just popped up one just popped up there you go that i'm like oh i gotta have this this is this is a sweetheart when you if you guys come with me for a little roll you'll be like this is a sweetheart so now i've got to like i gotta adjust i gotta pivot yep so budgets aren't good because i they make me pivot and i'm not good at pivoting i got a bad hip (laughs) yeah (laughs) no budgets are awesome i just i'm not i'm not a professional enough to have a budget Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yep. And it's hard because the way my brain works is I like to have like a structured out budget. Yeah. And that's something I've had to change a little bit is knowing like, okay, especially with what we do for work as sales, like you don't always have the same amount coming in each, each week or each month. And so being totally. able to like manage, okay, we still need to donate this and still want to invest with this as well. Right. Yeah. So that that's interesting. Like Let's say, for instance, you guys are looking for a building. Let's mm-hmm. we'll just be hypothetical. So how would this do for your budget? My bad, you're not supposed to move in these things. <laughs> so there's a building that I can show you and quantify how it's worth like three and a half million. Oh, wow. And it'll probably take us a year to get there, maybe even two years. But I can buy it for 800. Thousand? Yeah. Dang. It's going to throw your budget out of whack. It's a good deal, right? Yeah. We're gonna make the money on the buy. It's not when we sell it for three two. We're making it today because it's if it's worth eight hundred today, or if we can buy it for eight hundred today, there's got to be something that's like okay, it can't be worth three point two J's. There's no way. You're right. We got to get at least first. Yeah. But that that's that's my problem. Is like I wasn't planning on that. Yeah. But I got to get it done, and uh-huh. I will. But people are like, no, there's no way. Like, that's not in the budget. You can't do that. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it. <laughs> going to just make it happen. I will. Yep. And that's that's where I get in trouble. Like, my finance guy is mad at me right now because <laughs> I don't budget. And he can't keep up because we don't we don't slow down long enough. Yep. But if you know that you're making a good deal and I can come to you and say, hey, I can get you 15% on your cash. You know, you guys are sitting on your back end right now. <laughs> 
you guys want to do it with me? You're like, yeah, we're here to buy bike. You're gunny, right? Yeah. Now your budget's screwed up. So I don't like this budget talk. Already. Yeah. Okay, cool. No, I'm just kidding. You got a budget, but I, that's, I can't. Cool. Yeah. Cool. I'm kind of the same way. Like me and my wife for the last probably like six months, she's been like, dang, we need to like get our budget together. And I even have a piece of paper over there on my desk with, with like the structured out budget. And I don't know what it is, but trying to, trying to figure out the nice balance of getting the budget, but also like, see, I might not be a good mentor for you guys. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't know. You should have a budget gentlemen. If you're no. gonna play on my team, we're gonna have a budget. Sweet, yeah, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got you gotta have. Chase is fighting what? demons over there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's like twelve of them. Wife, <laughs> <laughs> wife, he's gotta have a budget. You yeah, gotta make sure, like, all right, honey, this is your chips and whatever you do with them. Like, you can have a budget or not have a budget, but then these are. I think you gotta definitely give the wife, wife. I don't want to be disrespectful. I, I know you're saying mama, no. but I, I got to give her her latitude. Like this is your, this is your program. You do your thing. With yeah. Them. Oh yeah. So and then on the other side, you don't. You can figure out like, if you guys had to come up with some money, you guys could do it, right? Yeah. So that's if you can come up with the money. That's that's me. I don't have a budget. Yeah. I'll figure out how to come up with the money because I have enough other things going on over here that I should be able to back into equity or whatever, sell some stuff to like always take care of the cash needs if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, that totally does. It, it gosh, it keeps reminding me of Rich Dad Poor Daddy. He, he talks about like don't <sighs> don't just think, Oh, I can't afford that. Ask yourself, how can I afford that? See, and I, I don't I definitely read that book. I wanna give credit because I did read that, but I just I don't know, there's some things that I'm just like I know I have to do. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, we we did a podcast with a really cool guy named Davey Adams as well. Davey's we, a stud. Yeah, so he uh, I, we asked him about like, okay, how do you manage your time? Because that dude is doing like a thousand things every day. I don't know how he does it. Yeah, he's like he's a superstar. So we both look up to him a lot. Sounds like you know him and know that he's a great dude. But yeah. his answer is stuck with me a lot. That he's like, there's no way to balance. Like, there's no balance to have with your time. That like when he's doing something, he's all in. And that like when he's a dad, he's all in. When he's a manager right now, he's all in. And wherever he is, he's all in. And so that's kind of the mentality I'm getting with your advice about the budget a little bit is like there's no perfect structure of like this percent needs to go here or this percent. But like, hey, right now this is the goal. And so this is what we're going to go all in on. And this is what we're going to do. I live really poor, if that makes sense. I I don't... If I had a million dollars, I don't, I live like I have a hundred. Okay. Yeah. You know, I just don't live like I have it. And so I always am putting it back into player, putting it back into work. And I am, I'm a sucker for downtown. I don't know why. I just, (laughs) I I love that. Make it really, really great. I do. I want people to go down there and like see, see what I see. I do see stuff different than some people, honestly. It's cool. It's kind of weird, but I love that. Well, Jace, last question for you. You bet. Um, if you were on your deathbed, mm. what is one thing on your bucket list that you would regret not having done? I don't think it'd be anything for me, like, to say, oh, I want to go climb this mountain. No, mm-hmm. I don't want to climb. I don't want to ride a bike. I don't. I think I'd want to have a moment with everybody that meant something to me, mm-hmm. not to get emotional, but then to, like, 
tell them what a difference they made. And I don't know. I probably just want time to like reflect on all the relationships that really meant something that are like the people that that I think, I don't know. Who's, who's one that you could like think of off the top of your head? Um, I think honestly your, your immediate family is some of the hardest people to like really tell, Hey Jaden, like I really love you. And here's why I love you. And here, you know, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's easy to say, Hey, I love you, you know, but to like really like, you know, bury your soul to the, the people that, or why we live. Like, I think I live for my family. Yeah. Like my wife and stuff. Yep. I don't know. I love that. It's way what cool. ifs. I don't know. All right, I, I don't want to make good on anything I did bad, I guess. But I, I got a challenge for you, Jace. Yeah. Within the next three months, you have to pick somebody that you're thinking of and you have to think of like something that you could do, like an activity and go take them out and then tell them how much they meant to you. I love it. And yeah. let us know how it goes. Dude, I try to do stuff like that. I'll, I'll like I have a weird button on that stuff. My daughter's got it. Jaden's got it a little bit. Yeah. He'll do some things like He does, you know, yeah. The gut, the spirit, whatever it uh-huh. is, it's like, hey, yep. go yeah, do no, this. That's good that's good counsel. I'll take it. Right I'll on. report. You yeah. point oh. <laughs> <Right> <laughs> Let's go. Dope, man. Well thanks for being here, Jace. We've guys. had a blast with you, man. I appreciate and it. All the advice. We appreciate it so much, man. So thanks for being here. Thank you. Love you, man. Love Let's you guys. Go. Oh, man.